Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diamond. This is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? I'm feeling really curious. Are you? And quite inquisitive. By curious or? Because, no, not by curious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gay. Oh, but, um, <laughs> good. The times that I have met today's guest with you yeah. a few times, and I've actually been once to his house before where we are right yeah. now, um, I've always found the way that he speaks so compelling. Mm. And it's almost like I'm kind of like waiting for the next word. And I'm kind of like really excited about learning what he's going to say because yeah. you speak in such an informative kind of generous way which yeah. I it's very unusual mm-hmm. and he is known around the world for many he's different, a legend he's a legend he's around a the living world. legend yeah for many different the films. first time you met him you actually bowed to him I think <laughs> and he held onto your hand for a prolonged time and you went a bit you blushed a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that was in where was that that was in Chalk Farm that was in Chalk Farm we, we were shooting a movie together yes. and I took you backstage to meet him that's and, true and, and I, you went a bit giddy I did actually bow to you oh. and I think you were like who is this weirdo bless you but, um, <laughs> no, you yeah. can stand up now get up <laughs> okay. well we would like to welcome to Talk Art Sir, Sir Ian McKellen right, thank you nice to see you nice to see you how you doing Ian <laughs> Well, um, here you are in my house, and I, I'm suddenly aware that, uh, you know, people say, oh, tell me about your collection. I say, I don't, I don't have a collection. But here we are sitting in this room, and I don't know who painted that over there. Isn't that awful? That one in the middle. It's amazing. Where do you know where you got it from? Uh, I bought it from a man in Bath. And you'd say it was Spanish, wouldn't you? Yes. It's uh, a Toreador. But I can't read the name. Yes. But do, do you get, well, this is a sitting room. This is where we are. I was going to say, so I've already noticed that a lot of the people in these works are sitting down. They're all sitting down. They're all sitting down, in fact. Yes. And uh, even the one behind me in the boat, they're sitting down in the boat, aren't they? Yeah. There's Judy Dent sitting down. She's sitting down very comfortably there. And that one on the end, that's by James Whale. Do you know who he was? No, tell us about James Whale. James Whale was a part I played in Gods and Monsters, and uh, James Whale was a real man who directed the early Frankenstein movies. And was also a painter, Natalie. And that's a, a portrait, uh, not of Salmineo, but it looks a bit like that, doesn't it? Or even Elvis Presley. That's yeah, bang yeah, on the yeah. bit. 1956, he was doing that. Very handsome, vicious. And that man grew up to be called John Peters. And he was sort of in, the, in, in Hollywood. Anyway, that's what that is. That's an actual James Whale. Wow. And that, that's me by, by my oh, yes. friend, Waiting Nick for Cuthel, who you've just met but next door, has got his studio next door. Yeah. That's Waiting for Godot. That's Duncan 
What's he called? Oh, I know who you mean. Grant. There are so many of them, but that's that's a chalk of, of a clearly a, a young man on a typewriter. You don't know what a typewriter is, but yeah, he was sending a message to somebody. Luckily, yeah, yeah. we're just about old enough that we do remember typewriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my earliest memories is actually my mum's typewriter. Yeah. Really? I was obsessed with that. I used to love hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to make the um, the spring happen. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, and the sound it made. So talking about this artist that lives in your house, you have a living a live-in artist that works well, in a studio. Yes, Nick is from New Zealand, but lives here now and uh, was uh, wanting to move his, his, his studio. So I suggested that he had one floor in the house next door, which I'd just bought for not really knowing why and feeling it was an, an enormous extravagance. But then I, I, I just had the sense that if once it was um, up and running, the people would come and occupy it. So... Nick has taken up residency on, on one floor, and we've, we've got uh, a friend, Michael Sonnengard from uh, Scandinavia, who's here having a photographic exhibition. Uh, not the first person to have an exhibition there, so uh, it's uh, sort of devoted to art, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It sounds a bit pretentious, but anyway, it just sort of happened. It's just friends, really. But you've, you met Nick when you was working in New Zealand. You sort of you followed his art when you was out there. No, I met him at three o'clock in the morning in, in the mile in in, uh, in Cuba Mall in, in in Wellington. Yes, and I followed his every move. Right, <laughs> <laughs> he he's strode, very artistic. He left his car and was striding back to it after a night on the town, and uh, I interrupted his journey, and we were never out of each other's sight for the next eighteen months. But now, a marriage later on his behalf and on right. mine, uh, he's 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 back here. Amazing. Yeah. How do you feel about opening up your house then to art exhibitions for friends? And Well, I know how difficult it is to be a, an artist and make, make money out of it, you know. And uh, someone who de- decides to devote themselves to something, they should be encouraged, shouldn't they? Yeah. P- particularly if, if what they produce is, is, uh, moves you and uh, stirs you in some way. And Nick's, Nick's uh, portraits do that for me. But it's incredibly generous of you to do that for people. Well, it doesn't feel... It, no, I feel that, on the contrary, I feel yeah. it's generous of him to come and, uh, you know, provide me with a constant source of entertainment, to think there's someone down there actually painting a painting. Cranky. That's amazing. Yeah. You have a lot of um, portraiture in your house. Do you think you're drawing... Do I? Yeah. Well, not of me, you or figurative find. works. I, I, yeah. I don't have many mirrors in the house, and I don't, I don't want to be reminded of an image of myself, so... But yes, do they? Yes. Well, I don't know. There are quite a lot of landscapes upstairs. At some some industrial scenes. Uh huh. Yes, that's right. We'll get on to that. And have you um, often thought about art when you're travelling the world making films or acting in different plays in different countries? Do you ever collect art as a memento for a memory or anything like that or not? Well, I think I've got a painting or something in a frame from every job I've ever had, a tour I've ever had. Really? Yeah, so I, that's why I'm always dropping into uh, the little gallery, Colin Jellicoe's gallery in uh, Manchester, 1974, when the Actors' Company were there. We all went in and bought, bought something, Robin Ellis, Sheila Reed, and he kept in touch, and, and he was pro- providing industrial pencil drawings uh, industrial of the Industrial North to Edward Heath when he was Prime Minister, and, and wow. Colin Jellicoe came down. And we set up an exhibition for him at the National Theatre in, in, the, in the lobby there. He's just died. Mad enthusiast for cowboys and was, used to paint a lot of cowboys. 
So whenever I went through Manchester, I would pick up a painting from Colin Jellicoe. Wow. So was he one of the first works of art you ever bought? No, the first one I bought was my very first salary. Belgrade, yes, Belgrade Theatre Coventry, 1961, uh, £8.10 shillings a week, £8.50. And with that salary, I bought my first painting. And it, it, it's hanging at store number 86. It? Beautiful. What is it cyclists. Did it immediately speak to you? When you saw it, did you feel a connection with that work? Well, it was something I could afford. Oh, OK. £8.50, it cost. <laughs> so it was a week's salary went on that painting? Yeah. That's amazing. That was the first job I had. It's funny, isn't it? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the show again? What was the show you did? Well, it was in, it was the Belgrade Theatre Commentary. That, that, that was a company that did a lot of plays through the year. The first one was uh, A Man for All Seasons by Robert Bolt, which Paul Schofield made into a film, you know, and got yeah, yeah, won yeah. the Oscar for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I was playing a junior member of the household. Mm. So growing up in the north of England, mm. do you have like early memories of either making art or just the art that you were aware of, like in the wartime kind of era and you know the well every, everything everything in the war was homemade but i I, wa- I wasn't the craftsman my dad did that he he would paint the house but he would also make a fort or make a doll's house meticulously he was an engineer so he was the artist really in the house what did i do i, I got into plays didn't i but uh, so i i've never really painted or drawn i think because he was so good at it i thought you know I'd be second best, maybe. I don't know. Do you have his work at all? No, no. In his first job, he, he built a bridge over a stream in a park in Burnley, in Lancashire, where I was born. I'm, we were playing Burnley recently with my show, and I, I walked all around the park looking for this bridge. There were a couple of candidates for it, but no labels to say. Oh. Oh. Well, flash forward. So the first time I yes. met you in this house, you gave me a tour of your art collection before you had it developed. It's not an art collection. It's it, it, you, we are surrounded honest, by hundred percent. Well, look, there, there's a book collection. Do you call that? What do you call that? It's just a lot of books on a shelf. <laughs> on oh, knickknacks. I could take knick-knack. you through there. That's the story of my life. The knickknack collection. Yes. Yes. The, the thing is, if you live on your own, you you can do what you want, can't you? And so, I, there are little places I go to. And, if I, if I want to think about my mother, for example, I, I'd come here because there are a couple of, three or four uh, pic- photographs of her here. Uh-huh. It's not a shrine. I suppose other people have all this available on the, on on their phones, but look at my, my hands were not but are too big to, for these phones, so I have to have these actual mementos. So there's quite a lot of that in the house. Detritus, other people would call it. <laughs> Not at all. So, but you gave me a mini tour of your not yes. collection then, yeah. and you showed me um, some Lowry's. Yes, L.S. Lowry's, which yes. is your ultimate passion, which is one of your go-to. I suppose so. Yes. Yeah, and you you said that from the like Lord of the Rings when that first came out, you bought yourself yeah. a Lowry. Did you get one before that? Or was that oh, the same sort of time? When was Lord of the Rings? Two thousand. Oh, I'd probably got one before that, but not. not then they're good, but they're not expensive flowers. Well, one of them is. One of them is. Yes, you'd have to guess which one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when did you? When Are we did going you to go up and, and, and tour? Around? Yeah, we can have a look in a minute. Yeah, but yeah. Before we do. Yes. Do you, you've been practically sitting on it. What do you think that is? I think that's uh, a. F- you you, you describe it for the. Well, like, that looks like uh, a kind of poster paint. 
face. You've sort of done. A, you've like carved a face out of like. Uh, I have not done it. Someone has carved a face. Out it's of very expressive, very gestural, and it's almost like it was an abstract painting originally that then evolved into a face. So oh, a face has been kind of yes. revealed and almost like scratched, yes. scratched through. But it has got something quite soulful about it. Well, there's it. something. Someone trying to get out of there. <laughs> and there's his name. Can you read it? Uh, it's a very something flowery handwriting. Looks like an A something yes. H. Andrew. No, and Anthony. Uh, yes. It's not Hopkins, is it? Yes. Anthony Shut Hopkins. Up, no way. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, tw- 2015. So there what's that about? Well, so he makes art. Why do you ask him, not me? Wow. So did he give it to you as a present? Mm. What was you doing the show? Uh, we were doing the dresser. I've got two actually. Wow. <laughs> Yes. So this one's on the table. But you wouldn't want that wall. in your bedroom, would you? Waking up to that every morning. But um, I quite like the colours though. It's quite yeah, vibrant. It is. might. It might even look. Like, how nicely he's done it. I know it's very oh. expressive on the back as he well. Sta- like he stands on the, on the roadside in California, selling them to tourists. You know. No, so, no. Yes, way. Yes, he way. waves them, at the, and the people stop and they're surprised to see him. But the fact that he's there, actually doing it in person, means he can charge a little bit more. He should go for about fifty dollars. You know. Wow! So, he's the, no, you're winding me up. He's not. Okay, okay. That'd be amazing to go there and see that. That's cool, but it, he's not made it onto the wall. This one, this one lives on your table. I think it's more interesting there. Don't I was you? about to say, but also more people probably see that. Though, That's yeah. right. If you're having this, is like a communal area, isn't yeah, it? There's yeah. always a chance you might drop your drink over it. I think. <laughs> possibility. So there's a there's an amazing um, statue oh. you've got outside. Oh yes. Yes, that lives in the river. That another conceit of this room. Yeah. Is that it should be uh, 18th century, which is what the house originally was. But the, the nearest I've got to doing what I'd imagine is, is this uh, rush matting, which is the, actually the sort of floor covering they would have had when the house was built. You have to water it. It's what? lovely. It's almost living. You have oh. to water this floor in. Yes, it can't dry out entirely. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but what it's ended up is a series of windows that you're looking out at the, and seeing these people through. And then there, of course, you've got an actual window, which is why I've not got any curtains there. I, I like to think it's just um, a picture hanging on that wall. But, of course, you can look into it and it's 3D and it's... Uh, it is, though, isn't it? Because it's like the perfect kind of landscape shape. Yes. Yeah. It's the light's amazing. But if we look out the window now, we're actually seeing a seagull atop... Oh, yes. Of uh, an amazing sculpture you have out there (laughs) that lives in the river, but it's on your bit of the river by an artist called... Anthony Gormley. Well, I I saw that in his studio, and and I think it was the last of the hundred iron replicas of his body which are on the beach at Crosby in Lancashire, which has transformed that, hundred of them. This was left over. Yes, I could have it, and I assumed it would... he would stand on the beach there uh-huh. uh, and uh, be, be drown each day in the tide, which is vociferous around here, as they do on the beach in Crosby. No, he wanted it raised up, as you see, on a pillar so that the highest the water goes, it never gets higher than his uh, waist, oh, right. let's say. So he is submerged slightly then? His legs go, absolutely. It's amazing to think that that amount of water comes yeah. up. It's 20 feet. I, I feel like Stunting. last time we came here, it was submerged, like yes. more, more submerged than that. I yeah. don't remember seeing the whole body. Anyway, he's looking. He, he was very precise of where he wanted the height that he wanted. He wanted it looking out to sea, 
which is uh, looking uh, east from here. Mm-hmm. And and he came to clean it one day in, in, in a little uh, rowing boat um, uh, and stood up in the rocking boat uh, uh, photograph by my neighbor uh, throughout, um, who was hoping he might fall in. <laughs> uh, uh, with an iron brush, he, he washed away all, all the the bird grime, but uh, as you see, it, it's back. It's How practically, regularly practically does he do white. that? Well, he's, to... he's done it once. And I was told I wasn't allowed to touch it. That's... That's not the deal. If, if if something is in a public space like this, the fact that I own it and bought it doesn't mean that I have any control over what happens to it. I'm not allowed to label it or to touch it or to paint it or to do anything to it. I'm just sort of its guardian, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fine. And what what, what do your neighbours make of it? Have you have you had uh, they're, or they're or? all in approval, with the exception of one who begged me to take it down. Really? And, uh, he was prepared to sell his body to to to, to why, have it. Why? Why? It upset him too much. Because I was about yeah. to say, what a generous thing to like, you know, put a public artwork yeah. out there and share it with everybody. Well, but then I suddenly thought to myself, I wonder so. what other people. But but fair enough for him. Although he doesn't actually live here, his mother does. He looks up at that view and he sees something which was traumatic in his life, ah. and oh, this okay. now interrupted. Right, right, right. As of course, art is designed to do. Yes. To make you aware of itself, so it it can be. So, what happens when um, Anthony Gormley passes on? Does his estate then come and keep it clean forever, or what's the deal there? Well, the, 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 these are the sort of problems that keep me awake at night, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> me and, too. <laughs> but thank you for underlining that I've done nothing about it. I think <laughs> now, look at that painting. There isn't that lovely. Do you see what that is? That's the back of the house. Oh, oh my wow. God. So if if I weren't holding this microphone, I could go and point to you where we actually are. And that's a, a boat in the Thames, and uh, the painter would have been in another barge, which at no tide could have rested there. They are in that little sketch of the same scene there. Where did wow. you, how did you find this? In a neighbour's house. And uh, uh, I said, well, if ever you're getting rid of that, I'd love to have it because I could see my house on it and everything. And it's very romantic, you know, it's, it's yeah. the man being driven back with a straw hat on. He's got his wine of... He's been to Madeira somewhere and he's come off this boat here. And there's his sweetheart waiting with the dog oh, at yeah. the top of the stairs. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. I quite like the idea that you're, like, recreating the outside inside. That's, like, conceptual. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And, that, and, so the and there's sketch, another little that, sketch. And so the, your neighbour had the little sketch it's as actually well? Weirdly no, big. I found that. But the extraordinary thing was... There's a companion piece to this, done from a slightly different angle. And I, I, I found out where it was, and it was in Bolton Art Gallery. Bolton, Bolton, no way, where, where that's was, where you're from. I was brought up. Yeah. So all the time I was there, there was the companion piece to this hanging on the walls. And more than that, they were selling it, because it was one of the things that they least regarded. <laughs> so I went to have a look at it, and it was covered in... in, in Tobacco stains, you know, oh, and it no. was it was so brown, and that there had been no point in me having. It. And then my neighbours said, "Right, we're on the move. Do you want to have it?" So wow. I've got I've got the yours. companion piece that's just clean and. Uh, oh, so you looked at the other one first? I did, did look at the oh, other wow. one, yes. And then we've got a book here, a massive book by David Hockney. Yeah, which we were yes. looking at just before we started talking. Which has been signed to you, "Happy Birthday" from yeah. David. 
Ian 80. Well, my friends were, were clubbing together to buy this for me, which is this amazing, large, very large book. It has its own stand yeah. here, and you turn over the pages rather reverentially, like yes. a, uh, you're it's doing a war, war memorial or something, a, a different page each day. <laughs> There he is, he's one of those red wow, things. He, he did one of me like that, and I'm, I'm the sa same, so same colour. When did you sit for him? Well, two or three times. Really? But look, he, when, when he heard it was for me, he said, oh, and he's put an <coughs> Ian at 80 for Ian. Happy birthday, love, always highlit with uh, little stars, David. So he gave me this. Wow. So when did you first meet David Hockney? I must have been in, uh, in the 70s, 1975. I don't know. Wow. I don't know very well. But when, if I'm ever in uh, LA, I always go and visit him. Do you? Well, his studio, you know, he's, and he's, he's uh, so friendly. And did you think much about his work before you it's first met him? a bit of old Lowry there, isn't it? Yes, yeah. very much so, yeah. He's no time for Lowry, you know. Really? No. Little matchstick man, he's not into that. And uh, it's a pity that that Hockney doesn't just absolutely doesn't get Larry at all. I said you must be sympathetic to to a man who who paints and has never painted a shadow in his life because he's never there's been never the sun has never been out in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I remember David saying to me, he said, "Well, well we had to go home, live in go home, live in Los Angeles once I'd seen those shadows in uh, um, Laurel and Hardy movies." I said, "That's all the." That's all comes from the sunshine, and we don't get sunshine in Bradford. Absolutely, you don't get sunshine in Manchester either. So, but no, it's no time for him. That's amazing. It is. But you have a, a, a massive amount of time for Lowry. He's like a big hero well, of yours. Yeah. And I know that in the mid 2000s, you were actually were in a documentary about Lowry as oh, well. I was, I was. And you were talking about this idea that the Tate owned a lot of Lowry's work but wasn't displaying it for the That's public. Right. Mainly because That's he was so popular, an which is such an insane well, idea. Well, London's never been able to cope with Lowry. So the establishment have never done the honourable thing, for instance, like having an arts council, or not a British council, Lowry tour around the world. Mm. It would sell out everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's so popular... The prices of his art, if you want to judge things in that way, are so high and they're escalating all the time. Yeah. And basically, he's only sold in the United Kingdom. Yeah. If, if America once discovered Lowry, yeah. could, and, and, every, and every gallery felt that they had to have a Lowry in it. I, I read a quote as well that, like, um, there was never really a time you could imagine in your life or... Maybe it was somebody else in the documentary, I can't quite remember, but um, when Larry didn't exist. And it's, that's actually my experience, is that from being a young child, Larry was always there. Like in my household, yeah. my mum had books or postcards or oh, yeah. prints on the wall. And in the 80s particularly, Larry was like so popular. Yeah. Whereas I feel like now, now would actually be a good time to have a Larry show that goes yeah, around yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like the, well, you don't really hear about him as much him, these yeah. days. Yeah, it'd be quite cool, actually. Maybe Who's this mirror by, Ian? So we're looking at a kind of... Um mosaic uh, kind of French-style profile mirror. No, not French. Well, he's got a moustache. It almost makes me think of, like, oh, 70s... Who is it? Yes, who yeah. is it? 70s kind of... Um, uh-huh. Good. Handsome right gay period. man. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might be Armistead Maupin, mightn't it, oh, as young a man? It could, it could be Elvis. He looks it, a bit it's, more... It's the Maharaja of Jaipur. 
Right. And it's by the master of uh, this sort of mirror work. Oh, I know who it is. Is it Andrew Logan? It's Andrew Logan. Ah, oh, I got that. No, but I actually got that without yeah, him yeah, saying yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I put oh. loads of jewellery, doesn't yes, he? Yes, I love Andrew Logan. I went to his studio. Yes. An alternative Miss World. Yes, of um, course. I went to one of those in about well, 2000 or something. Well, the, he, gave, he gave this to Stonewall, I think it was, uh, wow. to, to sell at one of the charity art uh, auctions. auctions. Yeah. yeah. I was actually struck as well by your kitchen because it looks like a Mondrian painting. Here we are. <laughs> uh, travel by train. Don't you love this? Life is gay at Whitley Bay. <laughs> but <laughs> not as far as I understand from the photograph. There's clearly a father and mother in there too. White children. Oh, and dog. Whitley Bay. Travel by train. Yeah. Come on. Let's go and look at the Lowry. Yes, all right. Do you think art has been a big part of your life, Ian? Well, I do. I mean, well, now you've come round, I think perhaps it has been, yes. <laughs> well, when we arrived, you, you said art, and you were like, well, what's art got to do with me? Yes. Which is and quite interesting. And the whole house. In your I know, house. and the whole house is full of art. Yeah. But it's interesting that maybe you don't think about it. But I also thought that was an interesting reason to speak to you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com No, that, that, oh, wow. that, that's a precious little Larry. That, that's a... Oh, that's beautiful. That, it's, a, it, it's a street uh, which ends and overlooks a hill with a... With a an object on top. It's sort of a bit phallic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And the perspective. No people in it. No colour. Well, it's a stage set, isn't it? You can imagine... Oh, yeah, players coming Morecambe out. and Wise coming from around the corner yeah, yeah, yeah. and doing a yeah. song and dance. Blood Brothers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's this a was set. Drawn, this was drawn in 1960. This, so this, yeah. Do you think this would have been a study for a bigger painting? Yeah, but he loved the theatre, you see. I think that's a theatre set. Right, I don't know. Right. Right, right, right. I don't suppose there are many moments in his life when he wasn't drawing. That's amazing, this one. Oh, well, that's wow. good, isn't it? Yes. That's a really good one, yeah. Now, this, uh, this is just in the middle of the war, maybe, or post-war. What does that say, 45 or 6 or 7? And it's of a uh, scene in uh, West Lancashire, in St. Anne's, uh, Lytham, just uh, south of uh, Blackpool. And this is the odd piece of land with water on three sides. There are such places I've seen. There's a sort of spit of sand that comes out mm-hmm. where people frolic around. I see right at the front there's this little boy, girl. It's that little skirt, yeah. A little someone. Yeah. 
looking out at Mr. Lowry. What the hell are you doing out there? Oh, and, and, and this person's looking as well, and so is this one. There are, there are always people in Lowry's who, who are looking out at the painting, saying, what's going on? I don't understand. Well, quite right, because what's Mr. Lowry doing? Is he up on a ladder here? Where, mm. what, where is he? Is he floating? Water, yeah. It's extraordinary. Well, of course, you send it. He's in the dress circle, isn't he? He's looking down on the stage, and this is the front of the stage here. Right. Do you know? It's so theatrical yeah, so to theatrical. me, unposed and arranged and, and choreographed. And oh, yeah. uh, I never considered that before. I think it's all about. And there's probably a brass band playing here, in this in this pier at the end of the pier. But these would have been imagined scenes he painted. Yes. Oh yes, I think so. And something for me with his work was always I thought it really captured a spirit of a time and of a real place, mm. but it's so unphotographic and so not mm -hmm. um, realist in a way, like they, they are so kind of... You're stylised and you yeah, recognise well, look, 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 look at them all out on their holiday. Look at the weather. It's grey. <laughs> well, it's, wh it's white grey, isn't it? It's it light yeah. grey. No shadows. Yeah. So they're not, they're not, and so in a sense, they're not people either. They're, they're figures thrown onto the canvas. But look, look at this couple. That's Gilbert and George, isn't Gilbert it? It's like and Charlie Chaplin. Exactly. Yeah. Gilbert and George, Charlie Chaplin, wonderful. Uh, I think uh, No, Man's, no Man's Land, yeah. Waiting for Godot. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. One of them leaning on the stick and the other tall one saying, come on, dear, let's get going. It's amazing how lost you can get in this, actually. Do you, do you see things, different things in this every time you look? Uh, but it depends how stoned I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Mm. And then look, this, this guy leaning on a stick and simply looking out, out, out into the wings. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such a cheeky that, idea, isn't true, it? That this person doesn't really so want straight. to be in this painting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also so his angle is totally like he's looking into the wings. It's totally yes, true. Yeah. It is. It's actually bringing me back memories of you I, and waiting for Godot. And I don't know. I saw oh, you well, do that. that's very nice. I, I, but that one I don't know whether he was actually a very good painter. I mean, these are appalling animals here, <laughs> these dogs here. Are they dogs or are they cats? They're, but I think they're dogs. They're dogs, yeah. of course they are. But uh, you think, oh, I see, is, he, is that the essence of Catches dogs that essence, we're looking yeah. at? I think probably it is. I know, and so I've, it's quite close to a cartoon. And it's quite hard to get to that point where it looks that kind of, un, you know, mm. like unphotographic and yeah, unrealist yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way. But if people challenge the preeminence of, of Lowry, you just have to say... Next time you look at a group of people in the mid-distance, whether they're on their way to a football match or a going out for the evening or, as these people are, uh, on holiday, you say, oh, my God, that's a Larry. And before he'd painted people like this, we didn't know we looked like this. Do you not think? Yeah. And time and again, I'm walking group, up, yeah. oh, look, look at that Larry scene. That's going to get quite emotional. Because... Uh, I've such an unlikely source. We've got this insight into who we are. And it's, it's interesting because there's a pairing in this room that is facing a David Hockney work. And well, it's, it kind of makes you realise, though, maybe David Hockney wasn't into Lowry because it's almost like where he grew up or where he came from. And he probably didn't want to be there anymore. He wanted to run away and become something else. Well, you can was, see these he, colours, he was like, looking for boys and he was looking for the sunshine. Yeah, and colour as well. You can see these incredible vibrant colours. Well, this, I mean, it's astonishing. This, this was a series that he did. Would it be ten years ago? You can see it's, it's four prints in one. You can see the vague division oh, yeah, the there. And, and this was done on an app available free to anybody called 
paint or something. Mm -hmm. And with his finger on his uh, laptop, he drew this uh, painting and a hundred others and and picked the colours. Look at that beautiful pink of the water there reflecting a a sky up above that we can't quite otherwise see. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did that with his finger Mm -hmm. and then blew it up to this size. So in, in, a, in a gallery, of course, from a distance, it's very impressive. And there's just enough room in this, uh, in this uh, house to, to get away from it and see it as, as it's meant to be viewed from the distance. Do you think that's brilliant about Hockney is that he's constantly evolving? He's never scared of new yeah. advances in technology and any braces. No, on, on the contrary, yes, he loves it, yeah. This is stunning. Where did you see this one? This would be at the uh, Royal Academy. He had an exhibition there, I think it was. And uh, being hot leather for sale. And what was it about <laughs> this particular one that spoke to you, though? It's got to be the pink, right? <laughs> it was that pink. Yeah. I, I like the illusion of, of, of uh, that, that that little pool of water is reflecting the, sea, the trees above. Can mm-hmm. you see that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, to have done that with your finger... Mm-hmm. When I can't even send a mess, an email message on my laptop because yeah. my fingers are so crude. But David somehow fashioned all that. Look at all the delicacy of those twigs up at the top. Mm-hmm. Does he still make these iPad drawings? Don't think. Oh no, we're on to something else. Oh, now. Wait, what are we on oh, to now? Yeah, well, I don't know what we're on to. Well, we're on to the cut canvases. I think cut, you told me well, last time. I know we're past the cut, oh, we're past canvases. The cut canvases. No, he's off. To, he's coming back to live in Europe. He's coming to live in Bayeux, where the Bayeux tapestry is. Do you know what that is? Yes. I'm a big fan of the Bayeux 1066. Yes, well, yeah. you can I know, think Larry would have been a big fan of it too. He definitely, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, with the little people. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. D- David's a fan and he's going to live in Bayeux and communi- okay. commune with the, with the tapestry and produce his own tapestry. Oh, that's so No. Cool. No, whether, like whether, whether it will be a tapestry or painting, I don't know, but he's going to be a very, very long painting he's going to do. That's genius. It is genius. Has he said that publicly? Is that yes. something? Yes. Wow. Yes, he's coming over to live here. So how long has he given himself to do that? Because the Bayer Tapestry took about 15 years, didn't Life. it? Life. Wow. Well, can, this is a beautiful room, isn't it? Can I quickly ask you something non-art related? Uh, um, the Hockney is hanging above a grand piano. Yes. And I vaguely remember years ago hearing you on uh, Desert Island Discs, I think. Oh, yeah. And you spoke about having a grand piano on the Desert Island. Was that you? Oh, it could have been. I think it was you. <laughs> Because I'm a piano yes. player, I grew oh, up I playing see. piano and I used to make music. I see. And um, I remember you saying something about wanting to have a but do you know about on the Fa- desert Do you know island. about Fazioli? No, I don't, actually. But it's a work of art, isn't it? Might well be. Don't it looks you think like that's it. fantastic? It's beautiful, yeah. I mean, it's signed here in a inlaid metal on the... But it's so satisfying. Mm. And do you, do you play? Look at that. No. Mm. You don't? Wow. So you yes, I do. Oh, you do. Uh, no, okay. I don't. But I'm learning to play. Do you invite people over to play for you? I do, and they signed the wall. Oh, really? Who have we got signed on there? Murray Pariah has played here. Cool. The great, great pianist. But I I can't play. That sounds nice. But I'm learning to play. (laughs) But of late, I haven't, because I've been on tour, I've not been at home. But now, as you see, we've opened it up again, and uh, we'll be playing full-time. How has touring been? Everyone's been very good. Yeah. Uh, come over here. What are we doing? <laughs> Look here, you see. Now this is a this is a, a. I wouldn't say unique, but I don't. There aren't many of these sort of close-ups. Uh, uh, sometimes Larry paints portraits, and they dominate the screen, single figure. 
and but usually he's well away from what he's painting, and and so the 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 silhouettes of the buildings can get involved as well as the movement of the people. But here you're right up amongst the people, aren't you? Mm -hmm. if you you can identify them and cast them, and here's clearly Maggie Smith coming down the <laughs> down these rather fake steps. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. they're fake. It's not. It's not. It's not. They're not real steps. It's not meant to represent steps, but well, it represents steps, but it doesn't. Um, That's merely what it does. It's doesn't representative. Yeah. Doesn't impersonate them. Yes. So it, it's a set. It's a flat, two-dimensional thing. Even does he talk about that? Does he say that's what he's working? No, is? but yeah, look weird, here. Here's, here's, here's the edge that. of the stage. Yeah. So do you think this is why you're so attracted to him? Yes. Look at this man. He's coming in from the side. Yeah. There's only half, only half of him on the canvas. So I think... and the, It's so, like a Benjamin Britten opera or something. You can imagine when you have the big like groups of people on stage. Very good, yes. Yes, a chorus. We went to see a Benjamin Britten recently. We, we did, yeah. We didn't want to kill ourselves. <laughs> it was so intense. See, he's looking out at the canvas yeah. and this little bum. What's that man doing over there? Well, I don't know, dear. I don't know. Extraordinary. Oh, look at Mr. Lowry. Even through the window here in the background Yes, they're looking at the yeah, audience. Yeah, they're yeah. looking at the audience. facing away again, doesn't yes. want to be in the picture. No. Yeah. And they're, they're looking out at the audience, I, I just think. That's amazing. Anyway. And I like them dogs at the front. It looks like a mini reindeer, the other one, doesn't it? That little one at the front. Yeah, the ridiculous, ridiculous dogs. This is a very early, uh, what does that say, 1923, is it? Oh, is it? Oh. Well, there's not much on the table, is there? And the, uh, it's a domestic scene, and it's in the middle of the war, and this plant has clearly died, hasn't it? Yeah. And beyond that, I wouldn't like to say who's on trial. Is, is this the guilty party? And these yeah. kids clearly know something. They're trying to get away. Is, is, is mother conducting the argument, or is dad? I don't know. And what's this little boy? He just wants to run. There's yeah, something yeah. going on there. Yeah. yeah. So what was what was Lowry's life then? What, what did he? What well, was he, his story? he he's a rent collector. That's what he did for a living, oh, and walked yeah. the streets and sketched the streets as he walked and saw people and at, painted at night under electric light. Might be another reason why there's no shadows in his paintings. Very proud of his skills. He was he was a trained painter and. Uh, did he exhibit in his lifetime? Oh, he was a huge success was in his he? lifetime. Yes, very rich. So he gave up collecting rent? Offered a CBE, no. Offered a knighthood, no. Offered a uh, companion of honour, no. Order, offered an order of merit, no. No, no, he was... Proud. Did very well. That's amazing. He, yeah, David Hockney must have been offered, right? Uh, well, he, well, he's accepted an order of merit. Okay. So did Harold Pinter, the other great socialist. What, did, what, what letters are those under your, after your name? O.M., Oh, M, okay. There are only 26 of them alive at any one time. What's if someone has to die before someone else can get an O-N? Mm, mm, mm. Oh, right. Amazing. Here we go. Classic, absolute classic. Doesn't, this, this scene doesn't exist. Uh, he, he knew this bend in the road which goes down, but the church isn't there at the top of the hill, and uh, I don't know, some bomb damage here, I suppose, um, and people just scattered along the, the hill. Clearly a hill, isn't it? Uh, and looking out at Mr. Hockney yet And this again. one's a really early one, uh, Mr. 19, Larry. 1931. Yes, wow. that's early. Wow, so that's the early drawing. I think that's wow. a masterpiece. Yeah, that's incredible. All, all done with pencil. Yeah, beautiful. Where do you find your Lowry's? Where did I find that? I don't know. But th there are 
I would say scores of these in in the collection that um, Anne Lowry left to the Tate. Oh, gave gave to not the Tate. No, gave to uh, the Lowry. Manchester. Oh, okay, in Manchester. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, Manchester Lowry. But there 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 are so many of them not on display. They they don't have the room. This is the young, this is the oldest one. Oh, it's another drawing. Amazing. Nineteen twenty-two. Oh, Nineteen twenty-two. I, I mean, that. what could you describe it? it? It's just pencil on on. Uh, they can almost be at the beach, isn't it? Making a phone right. They are, they a are at the beach. There, That's teacher right. telling kids off back there, and yes, these girls are not really interested. But the boys are kind of scurrying around the girls, trying to impress them. They are. There's another man there. Doesn't want to be in the picture. Arms crossed. That seems to be a theme. I, I think this man sitting down is probably this man standing up here. I think that's Larry come, coming to perv on the girls. All, all the girls have got uh, uh, pigtails, which, which is what he adored. And, and in the dirty paintings they discovered after his death, what else? Could, they were masturbatory uh, images of. Uh, and they call and they called the dirty paintings. No, no, I don't know what you would call them really. It's. But they were privately for him. Oh yes, they, they were just for him uh, and. Uh, but all these girls with pigtails are... I've not counted the pigtails in this painting, but there, there are something like 12 of them. Wow. Oh, my God. How many, how many dirty paintings did they find then? Uh, quite a lot. Well, dirty, I mean, they, they, they were uh, erotic. It's erotic, right. Things that turned him on. Would you call those dirty? No, probably not. I just saw an exhibition about uh, the seaside in, in the Turner Contemporary in Margate, the museum there, and they had uh, photographs taken by Keith Vaughan that had never mm. been seen until he died, and they found wow. them in a wardrobe or behind the wardrobe or something, and they are amazing portraits of men at the ponds in Hampstead. Really? Oh, wow. And, and they're not, like, erotic as such, yeah. but they're actually incredible photographs. So what year would they have been made? I'm not sure. Maybe the 50s or something. Wow. But, like, properly old-style. So they're all in, like, the onesies the hair, swimsuits. Yeah, they? but also just, like, the hairstyles and... The kind of muscle boys. It was really interesting. Lovely. Mm. Mm. Um, actually, talking of photography, there's a photograph that I noticed downstairs, which is one of my all-time favourite photographs, um, which is of Samuel Beckett by oh, yes. Jane Bowne. I think Bowne, 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 Bowne. Yeah. Um, is that because of him, obviously, as a writer? But what is it that photograph? Did that particularly speak to you? Well, um, the person who gave it to me was Edna O'Brien, who uh, the novelist and. Um, Beckett meant an awful lot to her. Okay. And I suppose I was doing Waiting for Godot, and uh, that arrived. James Bone photographed me at the National Theatre, and when, when she left, it didn't take her long, she said, oh, I forgot my lighting, and she uns went and unscrewed a 40-watt light bulb. That's all she'd used to... And she took it, <laughs> she took it off with her for her next appointment. And that, that was a snapshot she took very, very quickly at the stage door of the Royal Court Theatre. But uh, she was brilliant. Come on. Yeah, I love that photo. Have we done up here? Yeah, I we can so, head yeah. down, yeah. Yes. And you yourself, if you look up, like, Ian McKellen on Google or something, do you realise how many people have painted you? There are, like, thousands of paintings of you oh. by all different kinds of people. And there's also about oh. 19 or 20 works of you in the National Portrait Gallery. So have you sat at all for those, any of those uh, paintings? I think you may be exaggerating a bit. Uh, that, well, I'm a, not actually because a I think it's Lord of the Rings as well. There seems to be oh, like a lot of fan, kids fan in art. like fan art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean I meant in the National Galleries. So there's a well, there's I think 19 or 20 photographs. There's a, there's a black and, and white photograph that somebody took. Then there's a painting, Clive yeah. Smith. 
Yeah, so I saw Clive Smith exactly. Clive Smith. Clive and Smith won the won the BT award, and and his part of his winnings were to paint somebody of his choice, and I, I was thought suitable. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and there's an amazing photograph um, of you by Lord Snowden. Oh yes. Mary McCartney. Oh, really? And they're all very different. And my favourites of you are by Trevor Layton, um, when you've got a moustache and you must be about oh, 40 yes. or something. Yes. And you were incredibly attractive. Yes, that was, just that was for Iago, I think, yes. Very um. And you've also set for Portrait Artist of the Year and you're painting one, didn't it? Yeah, it's kind that's of... That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that, on, on telly. Yeah, uh, I just jo- did that well. Have you just yeah, done yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Not been on yet. Oh well, well you know what fun it is. Yeah, it's really fun. And you have to sit still, and uh, th- they they were remarking, "Can you see how still he's sitting there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you see, he's an actor. That's his actor's training. Stillness. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a drawing of you in the National Portrait Gallery by Cecil Beaton. From I know the there is. So I know. What's I, the story behind I've, that one? But there's no story. Oh really? Except that he did it. Oh okay. And he was watching uh, clearly Hamlet, which I did on television. He was that—that's—that's that's me as Hamlet. Oh. And whilst I'm, he is at home, sketching that perfectly adequate little thing. I thought maybe there'd be. And, like he, a... and he put my name on it, and it was in his papers after when he died, and, and it all went to the. I love that one. Yes, yes, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. How much longer are you touring for, Ian? Uh, what's he called? Uh, Andy Warhol photographed me when, when, when Sean and I went to buy a, a, an Andy Warhol painting, not painting, a print, lithograph of Mick Jagger, which had taken Sean's fancy. We went in and uh, for $15,000, I bought this from Andy, and he took us into the factory. And the first thing he did was take our photograph. That's what he did all the time. Uh-huh. So somewhere in his. Uh, Archive. There must be a, a little snap of Sean and me. Oh, that is wow. so. so we, we went into the back room and yeah. he pulled out all these drawers, and they were all Mick Jagger, but all slightly different. You know, and he said, "Which one do you fancy? Do you want, want the silver one there, or the, or the blue? The blue's nice." <laughs> no way. So he he would sell the art to you. Yes, he sold. Us, he sold. And what was he like? Well, he was like a nice camp young man, really. <laughs> Not, I don't know about young. Well, he he, he was a goer. He was a goer and a show-off and a very serious artist, of course, and very influential. And what print did you buy? What did, which one well, did you Well, it, it was Mick Jagger. Wow. But what co- sort of colours was it? Uh, silver and black. Well, of course, Sean still got it. Wow. That is a good story. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, then I was on his TV show. He had a TV show. And then we, we, had, we had a meal with him shortly before he died, and he got these crystals around his neck. He said he was convinced the crystals were going to save his life. No, he... Alas, he wasn't very... This is after healthy. he'd been shot, wasn't it? So he was... Shot? Oh, was he shot? Yeah, he was shot, and he survived that. Oh, my God, I'd yeah. forgotten that. Yeah. Two questions we ask all of our guests. Oh, dear. First one is, if you could do an art heist, you can steal any work of art in the world for oh, yourself. Yes. Your touchstone artwork, what would that be? And we can help you. It can be any size you want. It doesn't have to be small. We could get a crane. <laughs> it could be a theatre. Oh, I see. No. I, I think uh, Michelangelo's David would look very nice on the terrace. Lovely. Don't you think? Full-scale one, yeah, sure. 
No, the one. The one. The yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we the, the, that, one yeah. In, the one inside the museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we could encase it in some sort of I, covering. I would come around and clean that myself for yeah. you if that got burnt. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. We don't well, need Gormley. While systems. you're doing that, Anthony, Gormley can go down again. <laughs> yes. And the other question we ask every guest is, what is your favourite colour? I think blue. How come? Well, I don't know. Blue of the sky, isn't it? Blue of cornflowers. Blue of my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you do have really blue eyes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit colourblind, so you probably notice this house is full of, full of colour that's a bit brash to some people. To me, it's just absolutely dandy because I don't see things with the clarity that most people do. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there are a lot of bright colours in this house, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Otherwise, they, uh, they'd pass me by. And also, you do definitely f- feel a love of nature here, because that John Allen tapestry downstairs, which I loved, mm-hmm. of that amazing figure in the land art. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one with the yeah. giant erection. The yes. erection. What is that? The gi- giant of Sir Nabus, isn't he called? That's uh-huh. right, yeah. Look, look who that is. That's oh, a, there's Anthony Hopkins. Sweet photo. Oh, oh well, wow, see, see what we're doing. We're yeah, doing... Nolan um, Hardy. Nolan Hardy. Look at him. Oh. Isn't he clever, Tony? You can see him. T- that, that just feels like he's tying his bow tie, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for having us. All right, darlings. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I feel like we've maybe made you realise that you're an art collector, even if you didn't realise Well, before. I know. Look at these. See, that was on the back of, of the vicious, set of Vicious, and I bought it. Really? Thinking it was Laurence Olivier. Because it, it looks rather like him. No, yeah. it's not. It's, it's, it's some French uh, hero of the, uh, the war. Here's, mm-hmm. here's his plane going down in flames, perhaps. I don't know. And uh, when we came to the second series, they said, oh, can we have the uh, thing back to put on the set? And I said, yeah, but just in case I'd forgot it, they'd ordered an- another one, a companion piece. Oh, my God. So this was on the back of that, so I had to buy that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, it's slightly more ascetic than, than, than yes. this man. But th- these are actual people. I'm sorry I don't know their names, they're, but they're, they're great French... Uh, heroes. Heroes. Wow. And, and just their heads in green bronze. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. So for everyone listening, um, Russell and Ian have just made a film together, a movie together, called The Good Liar, which yes. will be out from the 8th of November. Well, with, I, um, I call it The Very Good Liar. The Very Good Liar. Yes. And, um, yeah, I heard the pre-screenings were very good, so that's exciting, with Dame Helen Mirren as well. Yeah, Helen, and, Helen um, Mirren. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Who I did you come curtsied to, for when you yeah, met Yeah, so I bowed time. for you, but I curtsied came, for he her. He came to visit us when we was doing the movie, and he came backstage, and he met Helen Mirren, heaven, and he curtsied for her, Ian. And Russell apologised <laughs> to her <laughs> and was so like, sorry. Rob, she's not actually the Queen. And she was like, no, no, it's fine. I love it when he curtsies for me. And uh, yeah, of so that was would. very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing your film. Both All of right. Well, and um, thank you for speaking with us about yeah, art. Yeah, thank you so much. And we'll no, be back well, very soon. A great pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at TalkArt, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to TalkArt on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com